CBS Radio Mystery Theater presents... Come in. Welcome. I'm E.G. Marshall, comprador of all the fiends and felons, plus some poor, plain, unfortunate fellows who must regularly report for duty at this time and place. Trust none, advises William Shakespeare. Trust none, for oaths are straws. Men's faiths are wafer cakes. And hold fast is the only dog. Trust none. But surely we should be able to trust somebody. No, not according to some of the greatest English poets. Didn't Kipling say, he travels fastest, who travels alone? The following is a dramatic essay in trusting one's fellow man. And what may come of it. Don't look now, but the man near the window is a police detective. Would he suspect me? A good policeman suspects everybody. He's coming this way. Maybe he isn't after you. But if I'm found in civilian clothes... You mustn't try to get away. You'll only look guilty. With Ford's papers? Do they have the right to shoot me? Mm, it's hard to say. They might, they might not. It all depends. On what? Uh, who knows? He's coming. Try not to look guilty. mystery drama, Overnight to Freedom, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Sam Dan and stars William Redfield. It is sponsored in part by Buick Motor Division and Anheuser-Busch Incorporated, Brewers of Budweiser. I'll be back shortly with Act One. To the man who bought the Skyhawk, to the girl in the century, we're glad you like your Buicks, glad you set your spirit free. And to the family from Ohio, to the folks up in St. Paul, nice to see you join us, nice to see you all. Say, that Buick Century of yours is some car. Thanks, we like it. Yeah, and that tie you have on is really nice. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I see you have the V6 engine. Look at all that room. Uh-huh, isn't that something? Uh-huh tell you something else it's something. Over 550,000 people have already bought 1976 Buick. I bet they're really nice people. Do you think they'd like to come over for dinner? All 550,000 of them? Well, well, I suppose we'd have to borrow some folding chairs. Yeah, wait a your mother has a car. Yeah. Dedicated to the free spirit in just about everyone. Parents, reading is educational. Reading is exciting. Reading is fun. If you can read, you can help teach your child to read. Help your child create his own picture book. Join him or her in cutting out pictures you both like from magazines. Then paste the pictures on sheets of paper. Help arrange the pictures to form pages of different chapters. Some chapters might be called Daddy and Mommy, or Things I Like, or What I Want to Be, or Places I'd Like to Go. More than just being fun, 
putting the pictures where they belong will be teaching your child to organize and classify information. Listen for other new approach method, Reading Hints to Parents, furnished as a public service announcement by this radio station. For further ways you can help your child, write the new approach method incorporated, Post Office Box 1303, Trenton, New Jersey, 08607. ago and far away, such ancient history. Half the people living today weren't born till after it was over. And yet, for those who survived it, World War II can never be forgotten. We're about to meet a survivor. The year is 1943. World War II rages toward its fiery climax. We're in a railroad station in Glassenheim, an industrial city in central Germany. A young man, who appears to be a French volunteer from the cut of his clothes, is sitting on a bench. He is whispering something to himself. The Café de la Paix on the Rue Napoleon. Ask for Mr. Lafayette. The Café de la Paix on the Rue Napoleon. Ask for Mr. Lafayette. No, no, or is it the Café Napoleon on the Rue de la Paix? Or the Café Lafayette on the... No, no, I had it right the first time. The young man lights a cigarette and begins to puff nervously. A middle-aged man who wears a beret watches intently. Now the middle-aged man casually saunters over to the bench and sits down next to the young one. He unfolds a newspaper. He pretends to read. Now he begins to talk in a quiet, confidential tone. You must do something about that cigarette. What? Keep your voice low. You smoke like an American. Who are you? Shh, shh, shh. Just listen. Very slowly, very casually, grasp the cigarette between your thumb and your forefinger. Light it and point it out. Yes, good. Ah, that's better. You are an American, aren't you? A prisoner of war. And you're trying to escape. Oh, I, uh, I think you're mistaken. I don't think it's considered you could pass for a Frenchman in those clothes. A volunteer French worker going on a furlough. Why not? I, I, I assure you, sir, I... Smile. What are you? Smile. People going home on a furlough should look happy. Well, what are you going to do? I said smile. What are you going to do about me? Help you escape. You... You will? Why? Because I'm a Frenchman. Oh, yeah? And why did you volunteer to come to Germany and work for the enemy? You'd be surprised how many defective fuses we can put on the shelves. Uh, uh -uh. What is it? The one in the trench coat. I think he's a detective. He must be looking for me. When will your escape from the camp be noticed? I, uh, I guess not for another hour. Then don't start to worry now. Your French, it's excellent. A bit cultured for a workman, but... Well, I was a European language major at college before I was drafted. That cop is looking at me. Yawn. What? A big yawn. And stretch your arms. Oh. As if you didn't have a worry in the world. <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Oh. Bigger. You better get away from me. I said I would help you. They shoot civilians who help POWs. My name is... No. 
Don't tell me your name. When I'm captured, it'll be better if I didn't know it. I'll just call you pal. Why did you say you'll be captured? Because this escape, this whole thing, it's... It's just crazy. It... It can't work. Why? It's a long story. You have a passport? Papers? Yes, yes, yes. I've got all that. You look like a Frenchman. You talk like a Frenchman. You have papers. Why shouldn't you succeed? Because that cop, he's looking at me. And don't tell me it's my imagination. He's looking at me. Yeah, he isn't looking at you. He's looking at her. Who? The blonde. Oh, not bad looking. Headed this way. And she will sit down right next to you. Oh, great. Every cop in the station is looking her over. Flirt with her. What? Are you good at picking up girls? I've been a prisoner so long, I forgot how. Remember, in a hurry. It's normal to flirt with a pretty girl. Be normal. Okay, okay. Uh, <clears throat> uh, do you, uh, are, are you uh, waiting for the train, Fraulein? No. I just like to come to the station and feed the pigeons. Well, what pigeons? Uh, oh, let's <laughs> see. You, uh, care for a cigarette? Thank you. Say, these are American. Oh, yes. Well, well you see, uh, uh, we have uh, prisoners of war at this, uh, at this place where I work, and you know. Oh, they're you know. wonderful. I mean the cigarettes, not the prisoners. Dankeschön. Bitteschön. French, aren't you? Oh, and here I thought my German was so good. Oh, it's too good. No native speaks that well. Only a foreigner who learns German in a university. Oh, well. I'll have to remember that. Where are you going? No, see, it's, uh, it's my furlough. Isn't that a coincidence? I'm going to Nancy, too. I'm a lab technician at the German military hospital. Oh. I've just been home on a holiday. Oh, my name is Ursula Reinmuth. Oh, I'm George Mc... I mean, uh, my, uh, my name is Louis. <laughs> Which is it, George or Louis? I'm sorry, it's both. <laughs> I, I was named George Louis, but oh. Louis, Louis Cardinet, that's, that's the name on my papers. Do you work here in Glassenheim? Uh, yes. Where? Where? At the, uh, Dikoff Bauman workshops. You can't be serious. What? Why not? You were sent from heaven to save my life. I was? You know my father. I do? Everybody knows Papa. He's plant manager at Dikoff Bauman. Otto Reinmuth. Oh, Herr Reinmuth. Oh, yes, yes, that's right. Now, Here's how you're going to save my life. You see, Papa hates for me to travel on the train alone. Too many soldiers. Papa doesn't trust soldiers. That's because he was once a soldier himself. Anyhow, when he sees you... When he sees me? Of course. He'll be here any second. Here? Of course. He wants to see me off. So I can say to him, Papa, I'm not traveling alone. I'll be with one of your own workmen, Louis Cardinet. Oh, will Papa be glad to see you? Uh, look, uh, uh, could you excuse me, please? I, I have this terrific toothache. I, I better go to see if I can find something. Oh, you won't find anything around here. But I may have just the thing. little bottle of cognac right here in my bag. Ah, oh, yes. This will fix it. Take a sip. Oh, but I... I but say, I'm a medical technician. I know what is what. There. Isn't that better? Now, let's save some for later. Do you, um, have a compartment? Uh, uh no, I, I... I mean, 
You're going to stand up in that crowded corridor all night? Well, the, uh... I, I guess the military get the priority. Well, I'm in a compartment. And as soon as somebody gets off, why don't you just come inside? I rode in the corridor coming home. Fifty people packed in that narrow space. Hey, uh... Uh, uh, the train's coming. We better go to the platform. Oh, no. We have to wait for Papa. Oh, what could be keeping him? If he doesn't hurry, he'll miss us. Oh, that would be terrible. <gasps> There's Papa. Just come in the door, see? Look, I, I have to. I, I, I promised I'd help my friend with his luggage. Oh, no. I'm holding on to you for dear life. If he sees I'm traveling with you, I can leave without one of his famous lectures. Can't he just curl your hair, though, when he gets started? But, but look, Isn't I... Isn't that typical? He stops to talk with that fellow near the window. Papa knows everybody. Listen, you have got to be a good, reliable fellow. Otherwise, you'd never have earned a furlough. And that means you're one of Papa's favorites. But we'll miss the train. There's plenty of time. I'll make him hurry. Papa? Papa? Over here! Oh, when he gets involved in a conversation... Look, could you help me out? Help you? I, I know I don't have the right to ask, but sometimes you meet someone for the first time and you, and you feel that you... I, I don't know how to explain. Well, maybe you don't have to. Papa? Over here. I'm over here. I don't want your father to see me. Papa, hurry. What did you say? I'd rather he didn't see me. What do you mean? Look, I had to work overtime to get the furlough, and it, it got to be so late last night that I, I just couldn't finish the, 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 the polishing of several outer casings. Oh. I mean, it's nothing serious or even important that no one would even notice. Oh, Papa would. And, and you know, I, oh, I'm it's just... It's a good thing you told me. Papa could make you go back there and finish right now. Yes. Do I ever know Papa? Oh, he's coming now. I don't think he sees you. You better go to the platform. Yes. Yes, I better. I'll see you on the train. I'll see you on the train. And so far, not bad, huh? Oh, yeah. See how you used your head with that girl back in the station? I never thought so many people could jam into a corridor. Isn't it the same on trains in America? We have different trains. Why do you look so nervous? Well, I... To tell you the truth, I'm scared. Well, just try to relax. You'll be all right. Maybe I'd have been better off if I was still in the Stalag. The thing with that girl in the waiting room, it was... I don't know, it was just too much for me. Uh, you were magnificent. Yeah, but it made a wreck out of me. I can't live that way. I'm not that kind of person. I... I I'm... I... What is it? I forgot my name. The name that's on my papers. The name of the person I'm supposed to be. What if the police come by and ask me? But so far, they're not here. Now, wait a minute. I told that girl my name back in the station. You heard me. Do you remember? Yes. Well, tell me. No. No? But you said you'd help me. It wouldn't be helping. Look, you're starting to panic. You bet your life. You must work your way out just as you did with the girl. Do they have the right to shoot me if I'm caught wearing these clothes and with stolen papers? Well, these Germans shooting or not shooting, it's never a matter of right or law. It's a whim, an attitude, a policy. There's a war. Pal, the very best day in my whole life was the day they took me prisoner. They dumped me into the star like a Glossenheim. Where you freeze and you starve and heaven help you if you get sick, but at least I was alive. And with luck, I could keep alive till it was over and I could go home. Smile, smile. Your face is becoming intense. Intense people arouse suspicion. I had good friends. 
You can escape, George. Only you can pull it off. You know why? Well, you parlay Francais, you sprechen Deutsch. They didn't ask me, they told me. And they risked their lives to steal every stitch of clothes I'm wearing. Plus money and papers, and they figured a way to get me out of there. I didn't want to go, but could I say no? I don't have a prayer of getting away with this. What I feel like doing right now is going up to the nearest cop and say, take me back to the Stalag. My name is... Now I remember. The name on my papers is Louis. Louis Cardinet. Ah, and just in time. See, see, at the head of the car, those two SS officers, they're checking to see if everyone has papers. Oh, no. They're looking at papers. They're examining papers. Just be calm. Be calm. These guys mean business. You see how they're staring at that man's papers? My friend, you do have papers, don't you? Papers. I do, and I don't. Well, what does that mean? It means I have papers that, that I can flash, but not the kind of papers that can really be examined. Are they forged? No, 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 no. They're real. A buddy stole them from that machine shop in Glasenheim. There is a guy named Louis Cardinet. Except he's twice my age and half my size. Ah, well, there's no help for it. You will have to show the papers. But I can't. Do not panic. i got to get out of here. Where can you go? Out the other end of the car. If I have to, I'll jump off the train. Maybe I can climb onto the roof. You can't do that. It's worth a try. Ah, it's too late. See? Another team of SS inspectors has just entered. Both exits are blocked. Oh, now what am I going to do? Think, my friend. Think of something. These days, people who are being faced with the making of a decision usually say, let us review our options. Corporal George McAllister, who is escaping from a German prison camp, has only one. And that is to show his stolen identification papers. Unless, of course, he can think of something. What can he possibly think of in the short space we have between now and the second act? I love a good mystery, don't you? And one of the best I've read is The Black Tower by P.T. James. This is no mild English country house mystery. Oh, no, my friend, not this book. The Black Tower is a mystery chiller of the first rank. Commander Adam Dalgleish of Scotland Yard arrives at a prim nursing home on the English coast, only to find it has become a labyrinth of inhuman terror, lurid poison pen letters, and murder. A saintly man of God slain by an act of satanic evil, and the secret lies hidden in the strange, isolated building known as the Black Tower. Excitement builds page by page until Adam Dalgleish comes to the terrifying dramatic climax. With him, you will discover that the murderer is... <laughs> In the last few chapters of the book, of course. Read it. The Black Tower, available in paperback from Popular Library. Wheels are ever spinning. Shining spokes are catching sun. Last year, over 15 million new bicycles were sold in the United States, and over 70 million are now in use. Studies show that the leading causes of bicycle accidents are loss of control, mechanical and structural problems, and the entanglement of foreign objects in the wheels. So, make sure your bicycle meets the new safety standard. So cycle of America. 
information right bicycles washington dc 20207 the u.s consumer product safety commission in the late spring of 1943 a train is speeding from Glassenheim, Germany to Nancy in occupied France the train is filled with German soldiers officials, businessmen volunteer workers from the conquered countries and one escaping American prisoner of war he's dressed as a French volunteer worker his stolen passport identifies him as Louis Cardinet his problem is he doesn't look very much like a Louis Cardinet. I tell you, pal, my papers aren't good enough to be examined the way that fat man is checking them. My friend, sooner or later you will have to show those papers. Not to that mean-looking fat one. I know his kind from back in camp. You listen to me and you'll be all right. How can I be all right? Believe me, they depend on fear. Stare them down. You are Louis Cardinet, a machinist who has worked loyally for the glory of the new order. You are going home on furlough. There can be no question about you or your documents. This attitude is what they must read on your face when you hand them your papers. Oh, sure. Stare them down. They don't read the papers, they read your face. Let them read confidence. I knew I shouldn't have taken the train. It's the quickest way to go. Go? Where? But you should you know where you are going. I ever get there. Why shouldn't you get there? It's a certain place in Nancy. A cafe where the underground is supposed to smuggle me back to England. Oh, that's good. I go there and I give them a certain password. Papers. Papers. That officer, that fat one, he's working his way closer. He scares me. Remember what I said? Look him in the eye. Hello. Oh, uh, oh, hello. I've been looking all over for you, Louis. Enjoying the trip? It's fabulous. A woman in my compartment is getting off in about an hour from now, so there'll be room for you. Uh, that is, if you can tear yourself away from your friend. Oh, mind if I hold on to your arm? Sure. The train sways so much. Papers, papers. Are you sure you're a Frenchman? Oh, why do you ask? You're the shyest Frenchman I ever met, if you know what I mean. But that makes you very interesting. Oh, how's Hugo? Uh, who? Who? Hugo Heilman, chief draftsman at the shop. Oh, Herr Heilman. Yeah, yes. Well, you know. How's you... his wife? Oh, <laughs> about what you'd expect. I know what you mean. What did they name the little girl? The little... Oh, uh, uh, Brigitte. Yes. Brigitte? I can't believe that. How could he not name the baby after that rich old aunt of his, Margaret? That's right, that's right. I'm sorry, he did. I, I was thinking of someone else. Sure, yes, he, he, he named her, uh, Little Margarita. You know, the old girl may not leave him her money anyhow. Oh? Here are your papers. Yes, sir, here they are. Your papers, Fraulein. My papers? My papers. Oh, they're right here in my bag. Right here, oh. Oh, no, now that I look, I don't... See, I don't have them in my... Oh, I know. They're in my suitcase back in my compartment. Papers must be available for inspection at all times. Oh, that's certainly true, sir. I I'll go get them. Papers. I said papers. What's the matter, you stupid foreigner? Don't you understand? The, the poor fellow, he's not feeling well. Keep out of this. You, your papers. What's your name? Uh, my, uh, uh, my name? Your name and your papers. Well, yes, y y yes, I, I have them. Hand I... them over. 
Was there a law passed against drinking while I was away? Yeah, I shall report you. For what? Disgracing the sacred uniform of a German soldier. I disgraced this uniform for 18 months in Russia, too, huh? Respect. Oh, damn you. Respect for a combat soldier, you... You white-livered, yellow-bellied, rear echelon commando. Yeah, huh? We freeze and starve in the foxholes while fat slobs like you are cozy and warm at home with the wine and the girls and the steaks and the jokes. Sure, you're under arrest. Let's see you take me, you pull that gun, and I'll ram it down your throat. Let's throw him out the window. Wait. What happened to Louis? Louis? The civilian. Where is the civilian? Oh, poor Louis. He needed air. He must have fallen out the window. Step aside. I must stop this rain. See, Louis? Oh, Fräulein. He must be around somewhere. If you find him before I do, tell him there's room in my compartment now. I will. Why is the train stopped? I don't know. The police. Running up and down the track. Probably looking for someone. I suppose. You tell Louis I am looking for him. Of course. Excuse oh, me. Uh, well, where are you going to be? I don't want to lose sight of you. Louis always manages to turn up whenever you're around. I have also been lucky. I found a friend who also managed to find room for me in her compartment. Oh, you Frenchman. Excuse me. Have a happy trip. Thank you. Herr Kapitän, I don't know what happened, but he's gone. The American prisoner is gone. He's not here. That's obvious, Schneider. And it's your fault. Hmm? Your fault. Me? Why am I to blame? Maybe you weigh too much. Maybe you remind him of a butcher. But there's something about you that frightens him. I'm a very nice person. Why should I frighten anyone? Where could he have gone? He is under your nose. Or should I say above your nose? On the roof. Well, let's take him right now. If that is what I wanted, I could have arrested him back at the Glassenheim station. Captain, my orders are to search the train for all fugitives and arrest them immediately. I have countermanded those orders. But if he escapes, it will be my responsibility. He is headed for Nancy. He has a connection with the French underground. If we discover this contact, we can destroy the entire escape network. But we are not under orders to do that. Our orders are merely... I saw this fellow immediately for what he was. Without my help, he couldn't even have gotten out of the railroad station. And I must keep helping him all the way to Nancy. All the way into the underground. Then we capture the lock. not your trust in princes, the bard advises. From the look of things here, place not your trust in anybody. Poor George McAllister or Louis Cardinet, the game he's in is rough enough, but to have to play it against a stacked deck, well, the cards are now being shuffled for act three. Like to do. 
teenage girl in the school for the retarded doesn't remember what her parents look like. And somewhere a great-grandmother in a nursing home doesn't even bother to celebrate her 85th birthday. Now, multiply these people by many millions and you've become aware of the problem. And the problem is loneliness. Let me tell you about a new public service program called Voiceogram. The heart of the program is an exchange of tape-recorded messages between the patients and their families and friends. Actor Cliff Robertson and Harold Russell, chairman of the President's Committee for the Handicapped, and myself are lending their support on a nationwide basis. But to make it work, we need sympathetic volunteers who will visit patients and talk to them while their words are taped for their loved ones to hear and respond. Just give a little bit of your time and a lot of caring, and just write to Voiceogram, Box 127, Coscob, Connecticut, 06807. train are turning, and there are wheels within wheels that are turning, too, and not all of them in the same direction. The kindly gentleman in the beret is helping George escape. Why not? He's an SS officer in disguise. He's assisting George to jump from the frying pan right into the fire. But, Captain... The safest thing for us would be to arrest him right now. Get out of this compartment and keep out of sight. I have to check papers. Let Hans and Westermann do it. You frighten him. So just hide somewhere. Please, Herr Kapitän, if he should escape. You realize I can be punished. I could be transferred into the infantry. Well, at least you will lose weight. Now get out of here. I know you're up there on the roof. Don't worry. You're safe. Climb down. Get in here. Okay. Here, let me give you a hand. That's it. Good. Whose compartment is this? <laughs> What's funny? It's their compartment, the SS. What's the best place to hide from the police? By the police station, of course. <laughs> Your fat friend left. He thinks you are off the train. So now they are searching the countryside. I feel like a fool. I lost my head. I should have faced him down. I should have slapped the papers in his hand. I bet I could have carried it off, too. Landed. That's what you said. It all adds up to confidence. Look him in the eye. That's the thing I always lacked, real confidence. I, I, I thought I could never succeed at anything, and the result was I, I, I didn't. The man who feels confidence radiates confidence, and that's the difference between failure and success. I can be successful. I, I feel that now. All you need is nerve. And I'm learning, thanks to you. I guess you're my guardian angel. You're always there when I need you. <laughs> well, Yesterday morning, I, I was hoping something would come up to upset the escape plan, you know? I, I, I didn't have enough faith in myself, but meeting you, being with you, you 
You help me find belief in myself. If, if only I could repay you. <laughs> I'll get my reward. Now, let's get out of this compartment. scared of that girl. Oh, no, don't be. She's your guardian angel. Who suspects young lovers? She acts flighty, but she's smart. Every now and then she gets in a question as if as if she's out to trap me. It may be your imagination. Stay there, Louis. I wish I could get rid of her. No, no, no. She turned the train inside out looking for you. Hey, don't fight fate, Louis. Found you, finally. Is the tooth still bothering you? Well, I... We've got the medicine for it in my compartment. Come on. There's plenty of room now. We have it all to ourselves. Oh, Louis. Louis, I knew it would be like this. The real thing would be like this. Didn't you, Louis? Louis? Uh, yes, yes, yes. You're a very deep person, Louis. You're always very busy with your thoughts. You're just the kind of man I need. Do you know why? No. Why? Because I'm kind of... Oh, Papa says giddy, scatterbrained, and so I need a man who is very deep and intellectual. Oh. And I saw you, and I knew. Then and there, I knew my fate. Even though you were a Frenchman. That, that didn't mean a thing. It didn't? Just between us, Louis. All this nationalist stuff. I, I don't go for it. Why, you are people, just like us Germans. Oh, but what are we doing talking politics? I don't know. Louis, I'm so happy. I'm so happy. Hold me close, darling. Closer. Oh, oh Louis. I've got cold shivers running up and down my spine. Do you know why? Because we're together. No. Because we were almost not together. Oh, Louis, this, this almost didn't happen. You don't know how close we came to not meeting. Oh. Darling, remember back there in the station at Glassenheim? Well, I was looking for a place to sit, and then I saw you. Do you know who I thought you were? Who? I thought... No. No, I better not tell you. Why not? Because it's so silly. Why is it silly? Oh, forget it. Darling... Do you believe in love at first sight? Who did you think I was? Oh, it's not important. Sometimes life can be like like a novel. Two lonely people meet and fall in love. Who did you think I was, Ursula? Say that again. What? My name. That's the first time you ever spoke my name. Say it again. Ursula. Till now, I... I always hated my name. Ursula. Ugly. I'm more the, the Lisa or Elena type. But the way you say Ursula... Oh, well, it is such a lovely name. The soft you sounds, they seem to come up from the heart. It's a... It's a divine name. Ursula, who did you think I was? Oh, it's, it's final. I won't tell you. But why, Ursula? Why? Because you'll laugh at me. I won't. Swear? I swear. Well... Back at the station, I... I thought you were... Now, you promised you wouldn't laugh. I promise. A man can lie to me, beat me, even betray me. But he mustn't laugh at me. I wasn't going to sit down next to you because... For a moment, I thought... 
I thought you were a Gestapo agent. Me? A Gestapo agent? <laughs> Didn't I tell you it was ridiculous? But why? why? Why would you think I was one of the secret police? Why, why would you think I was a Gestapo agent? Because you were sitting next to one. Who was sitting next to one? You were. And the two of you seemed to be having such a confidential conversation. Naturally, I thought you were colleagues. But the moment you spoke to me, I knew I was mistaken. You were a Frenchman, and then... And then I really became interested. But I wasn't sitting next to... I, I, I was talking to another Frenchman. Oh, he's a German. You must be mistaken, darling. Of course not. And he is the same man you've been talking to on the train. How do you know? My father is an important person in Glassenheim. He pointed this fellow out to me once. Oh, I know he doesn't look like an agent, but that's why he's supposed to be so good. I understand he's very big in the party, too. Oh, don't mention this to a soul. He's probably on a mission right now, and if we talk loosely, we, we could ruin everything. It's hard to believe. What am I going to do? Louis? Mm. Louis, darling, wake uh, up. Uh, we're here. What? Nancy, we're in the station. What? Oh. Oh. Nancy. We'll go to my place for breakfast, all right? Uh, yes, all right. I have to go and brush my teeth and put on my makeup. I won't be too long. I know there is one thing a man can't stand, and that's a girl who takes forever to get ready. Wait for me here, darling. Ursula, are you sure about the man in the beret? Oh, can't you forget about him? Oh, oh yes, dear. I've, I've forgotten all about it. And I'll be right back. Goodbye, Ursula. Goodbye? Why do you say goodbye? What, you... You're leaving me, aren't you? Well, I'm just going down the corridor for a few minutes. But you are leaving me. Uh, Louie, you are so crazy. But that's why I love you. Goodbye, Ursula. Louis, huh? where are you going? Oh, I I, I thought I'd uh, sneak out through the window. I I have to give her the slip. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Let me shut the door. I was waiting for her to leave your compartment. Oh? I've told Schneider to delay her on some pretext while you and I get out of here. You're right. We'll take the window. We? I'm part of it now. I'll see you through to the end. Oh, pal, you, you've been so helpful. I, I'd like to shake your hand. Of course. <laughs> Better go down this street. No, no, it's no good. There's a squad of police. All civilians against the wall. Show your papers. I've got to find a place to hide. But where? Where? Where can I hide? What's the best place to hide from the police? Why, the police station, of course. <laughs> Police control, Lieutenant Donitz. Yes, we have the news and the man's description. About six feet tall. Yes. Yes, I have every available man scouring the city. We'll capture this American. He can't possibly get through the net. Uh, uh, Lieutenant. Yes. 
uh, sir, I, I have come to Nancy to... Oh, uh... speak up. Speak up. I'm not a mind reader. Oh, uh, excuse me. I, I, I applied for a furlough so I could see my mother, but she, she isn't here in Nancy anymore. Yes? I, I found out she, she ran away with a German soldier. Hmm. Well, she's better off. Smart thing to do. Yes, but uh, what happens to my furlough? You see, I, I only was given a furlough because I, I wanted to visit my mother, but if she isn't here, do, do I still have... Why don't life? you just go out and have a good time, Frenchie? Well, suppose someone checks my papers and says, why didn't you report back? Uh, you're a good man, Frenchie. Stick around. I'll check the law out for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much, Lieutenant. <laughs> Respect for the law. It's what we need. Yes, sir. Hello, Sergeant Major. I have a little problem which you can answer. been such a bother to you. No, 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 no trouble at all. Interesting point in the law. But it's been hours. Well, I get all kinds of opinions, but no facts. Too late to solve it tonight. Come by again tomorrow. Oh, Lieutenant, I... It's after curfew. How... How can I walk home? Well, I'm going off duty. I'll give you a lift. Where do you live? Oh, do you know where the Café de la Paix is on the Rue Napoleon? I, I, I live next door. Café de la Paix? Favorite hangout of mine. Lieutenant? Hmm? Oh. What's up? Uh, law says <laughs> we have to close. Well, if that's what the law says, that's what the law says. So, good night, Frenchie. See you tomorrow. Uh, good night, sir. Uh, well, mister, time for everyone to leave. Uh, bartender, I'm, uh, I'm looking for... Mr. Lafayette. Are you kidding? I hadn't had any Lafayette brandy since 1939. I was told to ask for Mr. Lafayette. Who told you? Friends of mine. In Germany. I don't know anybody in Germany. Mr. I'm in a jam. I'm an escaped POW. American. Oh, is that a fact? Oh, wait. I remember. I remember now. The password. It's not Mr. Lafayette. It's Lafayette. You are here. What's your name? Corporal George McAllister. You're the guy we're waiting for. Uh, Francois, no, don't shoot. No, don't shoot me. Francois is behind the door. You came in here with a Gestapo officer. Oh. You pretended to be French. What were we supposed to think? You... You were going to shoot me. You're a cool customer, friend. You sure know how to escape. Why don't you write a book? he did. And you have just heard it. In three weeks, the underground was able to smuggle him to England, where he was assigned to an outfit that briefed soldiers in POW escape tactics. Don't you try to escape me. I shall return in a few moments. my hand is a little capsule. It's tiny, yet it contains enough cold medicine to help relieve cold symptoms caused by every known virus. Every known virus. It's contact. The same 12-hour contact you can buy. This year, contact with its tiny time pills will touch more lives, help more colds than any other cold medicine, tablet, or liquid. Think about that next time you're sick, sneezing, dripping, or clogged up. Then let us help you with real medicine, like contact. We're number one in the whole world. 
for good reason. What do Ann Landers, Doris Day, and Norman Vincent Peale have in common? Why, it's the current Family Circle magazine, to which each contributes useful advice. Miss Landers tells why we should say no to our children more often. One good reason, they want discipline. Doris Day reveals the beauty secrets that keep her looking young. She says no to face powder, but it's yes to freckles, which she claims men find provocative. Dr. Peel suggests positive thinking techniques which can help us attain goals and solve problems. For instance, he advises we look for answers not to a whole problem, just to the next step. Family Circle also begins a new monthly series of bestsellers with First You Cry. It's NBC reporter Betty Rawlings' emotion-filled story of her encounter with breast cancer. The September Family Circle, with that Golden Harvest casserole on the cover, is now at your supermarket checkout counter. This is Jack Sterling for Family Circle, the world's largest-selling woman's magazine. What began as an essay in trust has been expanded to include a treatise on confidence. Self-confidence. You are what you think you are. The limits to your ability are those that you yourself choose to impose. And there should be no limits to your ability to listen to us seven times each week. Our cast included William Redfield, Robert Dryden, Earl Hammond, Mandel Kramer, and Rosemary Rice. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. Radio Mystery Theater was sponsored in part by Contact. A 12-hour cold capsule. This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant dreams. these days on natural things, natural foods, medicine, lifestyles, and natural childbirth. Now, natural childbirth is truly beautiful, but going natural should include regular medical checkups. Lack of good medical care during pregnancy can endanger not only the health, but the lives of the mother and her baby. So, if you're going to go natural, don't forget that lack of health care can result in a birth defect, which we know as mental retardation. Even natural childbirth requires a doctor's care during and after birth. So be sure that your baby will have a natural, healthy life, too. Find out how you can prevent mental retardation. Please write me, Tony Orlando, care of Civitan, at the National Association for Retarded Citizens, Post Office Box 6109, Arlington, Texas, 76011. Wheels are ever spinning, shining spokes are... Seeking nature, seeking help and seeking
The U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission has issued a new safety standard for bicycles. A bike with coaster brakes must be able to stop in 15 feet from a speed of 10 miles per hour. A 10-speed bike with hand brakes must be able to stop in 15 feet from a speed of 15 miles per hour. Brake performance is one of many safety rules. So cycle of America, a craftsman of being told, there's a life that is riding on every bike that's sold. For more information, write Bicycles, Washington, D.C., 20207. This message brought to you by the U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission. its way across New York's Long Island, creating considerable local flooding and power failures, and is targeting Connecticut and New England. I'm Mike Stanley reporting on the CBS radio network. After buffeting Long Island's south shore with torrential rains and winds up to 90 miles an hour, the eye of the storm reached Long Beach, just five miles east of the New York City line, shortly after midnight. A switch in course, what weathermen described as a wiggle to the west shortly before the storm blustered ashore, took the most severe wind and rain away from the eastern Suffolk County areas, which had been alerted earlier to expect the worst. Suffolk County Department of Emergency Preparedness Director Major Norman Kelly described the situation as the hurricane made innumerable roads impassable under deep water, felled trees, and downed power lines. We're getting winds up to about 70 uh, to uh, 75 uh miles per hour, and heavy rains, of course, uh, we've had reports of breakthroughs on the Fire Island uh, beaches, uh, there have been many reports of uh, power lines down, which of course is expected, and uh, trees down. Uh, the center of the storm seems to be passing further west of us than had it been expected, uh, weather reports indicate the eye passing over the Jones Beach area. At last word, some 60,000 Long Island homes were without power. The eye of the storm now has reached Long Island's North Shore. The leading edge of the storm, after crossing Long Island Sound, has made a new landfall near Bridgeport, Connecticut, where 81-mile-an-hour winds have been reported. There, too, many trees are reported to have been felled, their roots easily ripping out of the soggy soil, and some 55,000 homes are reported without electricity in Connecticut. The projected course of the storm will take it through Massachusetts, dropping heavy rain over virtually all of New England. A typhoon heads for China. That story and other news following this message. The Republican National Convention begins Monday, August 16th, with all the hoopla and harangues that earmark these quadrennial events. CBS News' George Herman and Neil Strausser will co-anchor live selective coverage of the convention, and Dallas Townsend brings you analysis. Listen for CBS News convention coverage twice each hour, with major developments broadcast live in full. The Republican National Convention, beginning Monday, August 16th, on the CBS radio network. Hello, I'm Chevy Chase, and you're not. With your contribution to care, backed by needy people's willingness to work, families are fed as men build roads, safer water systems, modest homes, small clinics, feeding centers, and schools, and women work in the fields growing food. Through care, children at least have a chance to live and grow. Now's the time to help care help the millions of people around the world who still need the means to help themselves. Send your check or money order to CARE, Box 576, New York, 10016. 
Typhoon Billy is reported by the Japanese Meteorological Agency, headed for the Chinese mainland after raking Taiwan with winds of 95 miles an hour. Torrential rains caused by the storm late Monday flooded more than a thousand homes, caused four landslides, and damaged more than a score of roads in Shizuoka Prefecture, some 80 miles west of Tokyo. In Peking, Chinese seismologists report six more major tremors in northeastern China's earthquake disaster zone, and foreigners were warned anew that a fairly strong earthquake could strike soon. More from Mike Chinoy in Hong Kong. The warning was the first issued by the Chinese in a week. It said a half-dozen major tremors had occurred near the devastated city of Tongshan, some measuring more than six on the Richter scale. The warning said this indicated a fairly strong quake could soon hit Peking itself and urged residents of the capital to remain on alert. Sources in Peking say the warning has led the Chinese authorities to tighten up again on safety precautions. Last week, the authorities had begun to allow some Peking residents to move out of their makeshift shelters and back into their homes. That movement has now been stopped. Schools and other institutions that had begun to allow people to sleep indoors again have now moved everyone back outside. And the sources say, since the warning was issued, the citizens of Peking have again begun to strengthen their temporary street dwellings, sensing they may be outside for longer than they had expected. Mike Chinoy for CBS News, Hong Kong. We don't expect much from handicapped children. We don't expect them to learn much. Sometimes we don't even expect them to go to school or learn to do things that will help them get along when they grow up. But handicapped children are pretty much like other children. If you don't expect much, they won't do much. If you expect more, they can do more. Most handicapped children can learn and do much more than most of us realize if we expect enough and if they get the special education they need. In this country, every handicapped child has the right to special education, whether his parents are rich or poor. If you have a child with a handicap, any kind of handicap, we have free information that can help. Write Closer Look, Box 1492, Washington, D.C., 20013. A public service message from this station and the United States Office of Education. The Senate has passed a $104 billion defense appropriation bill, but deferred $1 billion for purchase of the first three B-1 bombers until after next February 1st. The House already adopted its own version of the measure. The bills now go to conference committee to resolve differences. Mike Stanley, CBS News. Good morning. It's 106 at WFAA Dallas-Fort Worth. And in Texas headline news, former Governor John Conley said...